0: Some stories are simple. Are easy. Some will even remember. But others linger. Invading our minds, pestering under our skin, and then finally falling off the bone.
1: Welcome to Off the Bone, the podcast about the true murder sprees and unsolved mysteries of our shared past. We are your hosts, J.M. and Nicole. As a warning, we will be discussing stories that are brutal, macabre, and horrifying in nature. This is not for little ears. But then, if you clicked on a podcast called Off the Bone, what the hell were you expecting? As an additional warning, we are going to be talking about slavery and slave people and torture this week, so if that is a trigger for you, be aware. We're heading back to New Orleans this week to talk about one of the most twisted evil bitches we've talked about this season, the monstrous Delphine Lalaurie. She lived through the Haitian Revolution. It's likely she'd often heard her parents and other adults talking about the need for harsher treatment toward enslaved people. This may have been how Marie rationalized her behavior later in life. Marie was a New Orleans socialite in the late 1700s and early 1800s. She was married three times and twice widowed. I couldn't find any explanation of what happened to her husbands, but I don't think she killed them. I mean, it was the 1700s people just died. While the Delphine herself was nothing more than a socialite who contributed nothing to society, she had powerful family members. Her uncle by marriage was the governor of Louisiana and Florida for a time, and her cousin was the mayor of New Orleans. Her first husband was a high-ranking Spanish officer. I think we all know what sort of shield a powerful family can build around their own. As with many psychopaths, LaLaurie never showed her true self in public. She was known for being polite even to people of color. Her mask must have slipped more than once, though. The rumors of how she treated enslaved people inside her home were enough that a lawyer was sent to the home. He found nothing upon his visit, but then it's possible that he didn't look too hard. Family connections at all. Not long after that, a little girl named Leah fell to her death from the roof of the house. Rumors claim that Delphine Lalaurie was chasing her with a whip after the girl snagged her hair while brushing her. Let me just repeat that. She chased a 12-year-old girl to her death because the child snagged her hair. On April 10th, 1834, her family connections and social standing were no longer enough to shield her. An unnamed cook attempted to set herself on fire in a suicide attempt. Do you know how fucking bad things have to be for someone to catch themselves on fire? Do you know how much fire hurts?
0: It really hurts.
1: It's literally the worst way I can imagine to die. But in her tragic attempt to free herself, she saved everyone in the house. Authorities found her chained to the stove. She told them that she feared going up to the top floor, as those who went there never came back. The people who went to investigate the attic found horrors. Men and women were chained, scarred, beaten. They'd been there for months or years, being tortured all the while. Even more battered and tortured souls were found in the slave quarters. One brave man kicked in the door after Lalaurie and her husband refused to give him the keys. They honestly didn't care at all if the people under their care burned to death. Her husband even told a judge who showed up to help with the fire that he should have stayed at home and minded his own business. If you go to 1140 Royal Street, you'll see a house that's called the Lalaurie House, but that is only a replica. The original house was burned to the ground by an angry mob when they discovered what Delphine Lalaurie had done to so many innocent souls within. Much to my dismay, Lalaurie didn't burn up with it. She and her family escaped to France, where they remained for the rest of her life. According to personal letters sent by her children, Lalaurie never understood why they had to leave, and always intended to return to New Orleans. I wish she had. I can't imagine the city would have let her get away again. As one final note, there are often stories about the fiend Lullaby being tied in some way to Marie Laveau, the voodoo queen of New Orleans and one of my favorite historical people. As far as I could tell in my research, they never met. I have to imagine that if they had, Mama Marie would have made sure that bitch never saw the light of day again.
0: The end. Or did she?
1: Dun-dun-dun! <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> I did a lot of research there.
0: Well, that leads into something that I'm going to talk about. But before we get into that, I'm going to murder a whole bunch of names because guess what Brannock don't know? French. So here we go. Folk histories near the time of LaLaurie's abuse and murder of her slaves were told in collections of stories by Henry Castellanos and George Washington Cable. Cable's accounts were based on contemporary reports and newspapers, after 1945, accounts of the Laloree slaves became more explicit. Jean Delavine, writing in Ghost Stories of Old New Orleans, 1946, alleged that Laloree had, had had a sadistic appetite that never appeased until she had inflicted on one or more of her Black servitors some hideous form of torture. Delevingne did not cite any sources for these claims, and they were not supported by the primary resources. The story was further embellished in Journey into Darkness, Ghosts and Vampires of New Orleans, 1998, by Kalila Katharina Smith. Smith's book added several more explicit details to the discoveries. Many of the new details in Smith's books were unsourced, while others were not supported by the sources given. But that's not all. There's many, many other books, like La l'immortalite. La L'Immortalite Madame Lullery and the Voodoo Queen by T. R. Hainan. Uh, this is a historical fiction horror trade paperback. La L'Amorite is a comedic reflection on life after death based on the true story of the Delphine Lullery and the most haunted house in New Orleans. The Haunted History of New Orleans: Ghosts of the French Quarter by James Caskey, gives a brief account about her and the heinous acts as part of a collection. Madame LaLaurie, Mistress of the Haunted House by Carolyn Morrow Long is more of like a history book, and it was mostly about her family. And it reads more like a family history, which some may find interesting and some may find kind of boring. Fever Season by Barbara Hambly is more of a whodunit with a pandemic and missing husband and slavery and death. You have The Lillery Horror by Jennifer Reeser, which is a book of poetry. And of course, Madame Lillery was briefly mentioned in this fictional supernatural TV series, The Originals, which is a spinoff of The Vampire Diaries in a violent, like when there's a list of like violent clusters occurring in the city of New Orleans, they believe that maybe her violent acts kind of caused it. Lurie's history was also the inspiration of one of the segments of the first campaign in Critical Role, which is an American web series, which a group of professional voice actors play Dungeons and Dragons and campaign one ran for 115 episodes. And I've I've heard a couple of the episodes and it is pretty funny, pretty good. Anyway. That's been on my list. Isn't Felicia Day in that? Yes! love Felicia Day. Absolutely like the queen of the nerds. But strangely, I could not find many songs. I could only find one song, actually, which was The Surgeon of New Orleans by Ceremony of Darkness. So that was kind of surprising. There are movies about it. Um, in fact, The Conjuring creators, Chad and Carrie Hayes, are teaming up with Faster Horse Pictures on making a franchise of possibly six movies in the culture and history of Madame LaLaurie. So, Oh, I want to see that. So who knows? Hopefully COVID hasn't like put a bumper in that, but that would be an interesting thing, uh, especially as big as The Conjuring was. I'm sure that they have so much that they could use from this history. And of course, of course, of course. I think the most widely known and recognized and what I was segueing into was when La LaLaurie was portrayed by Kathy Bates in American Horror Story Coven. So well done. First off, Kathy Bates, honest to goodness, queen. She is a queen. Queen. But she is. She is such a talented actress. And honestly, this character and what she did with it, it's like such a complex character because it's sometimes like like pitiful and just like sometimes just utterly monstrous. And it fluctuates. She does meet up with the Voodoo Queen in it. She also makes an appearance later on in American Horror Story Apocalypse, but it's kind of short lived. Yeah, yeah, they're both in that one, isn't it? Yeah,
1: Marie Laveau's in that one too. Mm -hmm. To be clear, because I do love all things horror, when I said Marie Laveau was one of my favorite historical characters, it's not because she did anything bad. It's because she is a veritable saint and should be (laughs) sanctified by the Catholic church. Just saying.
0: So Rome, call us.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) As if you're looking for saint suggestions.
0: Because we talk all the time. Anyway, uh, one of the most bizarre pieces of news with this is April 2007, actor Nicolas Cage bought the house for about (laughs) $3.45 million. And the thing is, so on November 13th, 2009, the property, then valued at $3.5 million, uh, was listed for auction as a result of foreclosure. But it's what he said about it is that, to Vanity Fair, this is a quote from Nicolas Cage Memories, I once lived in the most haunted house in America, the LaLaurie Mansion in New Orleans, used to belong to Madame LaLaurie, a well-known 19th century socialite and serial killer. I bought it in 2007, figuring it would be a good place in which to write the great American horror novel. I did not get too far with the novel. (laughs) I love
1: you, Nick Cage love you to death. Don't write a horror novel, please.
0: Oh, please do. Please (laughs) do. And then star in it. Please. (laughs) I'll give you $20. Just start a Patreon for it. So yeah, she is an interesting figure. A terrible figure. And honestly, again, one I did not even know about until we got to American Horror Story. Oh, goodness. Yeah, she's... So I talked about this a little bit in the Axeman um, episode. I love New Orleans. I love
1: the history. I love voodoo i love hoodoo i love everything about the french district i don't love everything about bourbon street it's it's just beautiful i love the food i love the people i love the accents so i i did know about her i did know about her horrors one thing i did not include in my historical part because it's not been verified anywhere that i could find was that her daughters thankfully were not as horrific as she was and she in fact again these are rumors um multiple times beat them horribly for trying to free or at least feed enslaved people under their care
0: yeah she doesn't sound like she'd be a great mom no no I mean hair snags beating a child to death yeah just doesn't seem like a great mom no she doesn't seem like a great person overall
1: and apparently her husband was like just as fucking bad
0: but I didn't know her until Kathy Bates so that was my first introduction was Kathy Bates. And of course I love Kathy Bates, but I'm not good with French. So sometimes I, I lean away from it, even though it's funny because Detroit Détroit, uh, was founded by the French and there's so many fricking French names around here. <laughs> I'm just like, mm, I'll do my best, you know, and actually I was reading somewhere that it is really interesting because we do have these pockets of French all throughout America like say in New Orleans and in Detroit and things like that. At least in New Orleans, it seemed to be much more embraced to where you had the Cajun. And I forget what other name for like French, but not French. Creole. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that one. And it's just interesting because they they really absorbed it, just took it into their culture.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's one of the coolest things about New Orleans is that it really has become what the vision for America was at one point. It really is a melting pot. You go down there and it's, you know, there's French influences and Haitian influences and African influences and American influences. And it's not purely one thing. It's a hodgepodge of everything. And it's beautiful. It seems like people just want to have fun. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I desperately need to go there. I am saddened beyond belief that you are no longer allowed to visit visit Marie Laveau's tomb oh why um largely because people were going up and there's a there's an old legend that if you draw three crosses on her tomb and knock three times she will grant a wish So people were doing that. Then someone painted her entire tomb pink. Like you do. Yeah, yeah, because that's something you do. Uh, She is in a Catholic cemetery. She was a devout Catholic her entire life. Um, And so you can go on a tour and see the tomb, uh, but you cannot go up to the tomb anymore. Though the good news is many different voodoo shops in the area have altars set up to her. So if you want to pay your respects to Mama Marie, you can do so there.
0: It's interesting, like, it's a wish-making legend tripping. Usually legend trippings are, like, spooky or scary, and this one's like, no, nah, just chill. She, like, yeah. you want $100,000? She'll give it to you.
1: It's, yeah, That's it's on my bucket list as
0: soon as COVID is over,
1: is I'm going to go down and uh, spit on the Lalaurie Mansion, leave an oh. offering from Mama Marie.
0: Thankfully, Nick Cage is not there anymore, because you would be spitting upon a legend, ma'am.
1: I am sure that he would understand. I think
0: he does. <laughs>
1: Like, this has nothing to do with you, sir, even though Ghost Rider was horrible and you should be ashamed of yourself.
0: I don't know. Come on. Martini of jelly beans. That's fantastic. All right. Well, if you don't like Ghost Rider, what things would you like to plug?
1: Well after all that I I cannot plug enough the absolutely amazing artists in New Orleans. If you are of the witchy persuasion there are many beautiful voodoo shops. Uh you can find their work online as well. Some of the artwork that comes out of New Orleans is the best I've ever seen in my life and there's no better time than now. There's always a good time but there's no time better than now to be supporting independent artists and especially independent artists of
0: color. Absolutely. I triple quadruple I don't know. Know what the five one is but i'll do that one too. <laughs> support that i'm going to be uh you know the other because again i i don't know too much about new orleans that's the other opposite side of where i'm at who knows about that um but i do remember in the frog prince disney keith david was the the villain in that that movie is incredibly sexist racist and i despise it I mean you can I mean I'm not saying that I like the movie I mean it was I like the song he sings oh the music is beautiful yeah absolutely honestly I thought it was really sexist because she turned into a frog like two seconds in and I'm like wait what
1: and then like what she she works her whole life and puts the work in and deserves to have her own restaurant and she doesn't get it until she marries a rich dude anyway
0: Keith David was the villain and I'm just going to uh, plug Keith David. Go watch anything Keith David. Uh, Disney Plus has like gargoyles on it. Go watch gargoyles, man. So good. They live. He is so good in that. I mean, he's good in everything. Even as QWERTY, he was really freaking good. I mean, he's just, he's amazing. So go watch some Keith David <laughs> and just be at peace with the world. I wonder why I'm always poor. I don't plug anything. I plug only other people that I love.
1: Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. If everyone was plugging everybody else, no one would have to plug themselves.
0: Exactly. And speaking of plugging ourselves, guess what? We're <laughs> writers. onto them to y'all. Yes. <laughs> Where I do podcasts and also on the side, you do books. Like what kind of book?
1: Uh, I write speculative fiction. I have a fantasy series called Woven and a science fiction series called station eighty six and people can find that on Amazon or Smashwords. Perfect.
0: All right, so go there, stay healthy, stay safe. We'll see you next time. See you next week, guys.